0: Hello and welcome to the Speaking for Him podcast. My name is Andrew Gamison and I will be your host as I am privileged to be every single week here. My goal is to give you some encouragement on this journey that we call the Christian life and so I hope that whether you are a first time listener or whether you have listened for a long time, you will find something that will help you as you continue on this journey because as we say often here, it is a Marathon, not a sprint, and we need each other. I'm excited about what I have to share with you today. I have an interview with a new friend named Logan Smith, and so I think you'll be encouraged as we talk about our journeys with the Lord and our love for old music, among other things. Before we dig into that interview, however... I just want to give you a little bit of a housekeeping note. We will not be having the what's going on segment over the next three weeks because I am going on a trip to see my brother in Hawaii. So I'm excited about that. So please pray for journey mercies, but we will continue to have the podcast just without that segment. So just be aware of that and continue to look for the Speaking for Him podcast each Wednesday. We will get to the Logan Smith interview momentarily, but first I want to take the time to share with you our quote of the day. Our quote of the day comes from a scripture which will be very familiar to many of you. It is Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11. And... This scripture was originally given to the Israelites, but I think we can all draw inspiration from it. And a New Testament verse that is similar for the church at large is Philippians 1 verse 6, "...being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ." I really resonate with the Philippians verse, as with many verses in Philippians. You may know that Philippians is one of my favorite books. But both of these verses draw on the idea that God has a plan for us and that his plan is good. So I hope that as you listen to this interview and our discussion, that you will be encouraged that God has great plans for you as well. So without further ado, Here is my interview with Logan Smith. Well, today I am really excited because I get the chance to interview a young man that I just became acquainted with, Logan Smith. Um, I was scrolling through Facebook Watch, I think two or three weeks ago, and I came across a video of you, Logan, singing when you were about 13 years old with the Gaithers at one of their homecoming gatherings. And I was immediately intrigued.
1: 13-year-old Logan Smith loved Vestal. And I wish she was still around to hear this kid sing the songs that she loved so much.
2: Think, so in my heart.
0: looked you up on the web, and I made a request for an interview, and here we are.
1: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for asking me.
0: We are going to get started by just, I want to find out about you. So can you tell me a little bit about your growing up
1: years? Sure, absolutely. I was uh, born and raised in a little town called Covington, Georgia. It's about uh, 30 miles southeast of Atlanta. And, uh, I was born and raised there and, uh, my dad started pastoring a church, uh, in that town when I was seven and, uh, both of my siblings, we, we were all, we were born and raised there in Covington and I have an older brother and a younger brother. I'm right there in the middle. And so I try to hold the fort down and play mediator on both sides, but, uh, it's, it's, I was so fortunate to have such a, a big close knit family, uh, when I was a kid every Friday night. Both sets of grandparents, we would all meet up and go out to eat and aunts and uncles. And so we all had this very special bond that still to this day that I cherish. And, uh, but growing up in Covington was, it was quite an experience. There wasn't too much to do there. I know we were close to a big city such as Atlanta, but we never went. That was like, that was like going to high class land and and we never did. Until uh, I started singing and uh, around seven, I did my first concert and uh, that kind of led. That was a snowball thing. It was at my grandparents church and uh, they begged me for weeks to, to do it. And I said, no, I, there's no way you're getting me to sing outside of my bedroom. And uh but eventually I did. I agreed to it. And uh, that was the first door of where you see me today. The first door that opened that allowed me to get to where I am. And I know God has had his hand on it all along the way and what a ride it's been. And, uh, but yeah, so I was born and raised there in Covington and, uh, I've, I loved every minute of it. I moved to Nashville when I was 21 to sing with, uh, gospel group 11th hour. And I did that for almost four years before I stepped back out and started doing my own thing again. And, but I've done a lot in a short amount of time. And, uh, it's fun to see where God has brought me from and I'm optimistic about where we're going. So I always keep one eye, uh, I always keep one eye almost to the left and I love reflecting. I love being proud of where I come from, but you have to always keep one eye to the right and always, uh, be ready for what's ahead. And sometimes there's no way to prepare for what's ahead and you just have to trust God regardless. But, uh, I always try to think one step ahead and. Because you never know what's coming from Logan Smith. I'm, I'm an open book, and so I, I'm always looking for the next fun adventure to go on. And so uh, I'm looking forward to what all's ahead.
0: Well, I've been enjoying your music. So thank you so much for the the music that you've poured into uh, the world. I think the world is better for it. I've always really sure. enjoyed Southern gospel music. So it's actually kind of intriguing to me to find someone who's of the younger set who is yes,
2: sir.
0: Who is pouring into that field because so many people get into the pop or the contemporary, and there's nothing wrong with those. No, not at like all. The, I just like the simplicity of Southern gospel, I think, is well, is what I like.
1: Well, I, I remember the first time I heard myself talk, uh, the very first interview I remember that I ever did, and it was played back to me. And I thought, Logan, it's a good thing you like gospel music because with that accent, you're not going to pull off any other kind of music. So, uh, so here I am. It's a good thing that I enjoy the, and I, I'm an old soul. I tell everybody I'm a 90 year old trapped in a 26 year old body. And I love, uh, I was born and raised, my grandparents on my mom's side, he was a huge George Jones and Merle Haggard and, and, uh, that era of country music and, so I naturally fell in love with that because it's what I heard as a kid. And then I go to my grandparents' house on my dad's side and we'd hear the Goodmans, the Rambos, the Hensons and and this whole other field of music. And I was mesmerized by both. Uh But I learned very early on that the Goodmans, the Rambos, the Hensons, they were singing songs that had the potential to change lives. And I thought, you know what, that's what I want to do. I want to invest in people. And if I can sing something that can encourage somebody or something that can uh, uplift or get them through a tough day, that's what I want to do. And so I set out as my mission to do that at a very young age. And some of the songs I was too young to even comprehend what the lyrics meant at the time I started singing them. But you grow. You grow as an artist. You grow as a person. You evolve. And uh it's been it's been an eye-opening experience to, uh, live some of these songs and to not only sing them, but to understand them. And as you get older, that's, uh, what comes life, life can get tough and you lean on these songs. I always tell people I pick songs that encourage, if they encourage me, I, I hope they're going to encourage somebody else. So uh I'm very selective with what I pick. And that's where I draw my inspiration from. So you're going to get a little bit of country gospel. If you hear my name, get ready. You're going to hear, hear a steel guitar anytime I can throw one in there. It's just, it's in my blood. Well,
0: speaking of instruments, do you play instruments as well as sing?
1: I do not. I wish I could. Uh I can't do anything. I, I can't even play spoons in time. So I don't even try.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I've really enjoyed hearing about your background. So that brings me to my next question. How did your relationship with Jesus become personal to you? When did you make a personal commitment to Jesus?
1: Sure. You uh, you might laugh at this, but I love, I think this is a cool question. I love hearing people's story and where they were in life that uh, they thought, you know what, I can't do this on my own. I need a little help. And I was seven years old and uh, I was actually, at the hair salon my mom uh her 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 best friend they grew up together, and i just i we were getting haircuts that day, I think my brothers were there if I'm not mistaken and I just randomly i've always been bold enough to whatever's in my brain I'll talk about it wherever, and that's got me in trouble a few times but uh <laughs> i've just if if it pops in my head, usually I say it, and I can remember asking them that day what it takes to be saved and and so Mimi was like, "Okay, if you want to do this right here in the hair salon, you know, we can do that." And we did that day. I remember praying the sinner's prayer, and I knew then that I had a hope and I had a eternal security. I knew that I wanted to spend the rest of my life serving this person that saved us from what could have been. And I'm glad that I don't have to worry about the could have beens because. I went ahead and got my soul secured, and, and I'm grateful that I did at such a young age. It has helped me, and I know that uh, God has guided what I've done since then. I have no doubt. And I know he guided me before then. I was just too naive to realize it, and uh, but I am very grateful that I made that commitment at seven years old, and I, I wouldn't look back for nothing.
0: Isn't it true uh, when you look at the scriptures and you read what Jesus said, he said, no man comes to me except for the father draws him. So we know that That's even right. before we come to the place of decision, God is intervening in our lives. And we, we know that Jesus said, whosoever will may come, but somehow Absolutely. those two truths coexist in a wonderful tapestry. And so I, I love that story. And I uh came to know the Lord right before I turned five. Um, That's amazing in living in the living room with my mother. So, um very thankful for godly legacies
1: amen you better believe it you better believe it that's awesome
0: so you talked about this a little bit but can you give a little bit more detail about the actual events that led to you starting to sing publicly i know you were reluctant
1: sure yeah so uh I i mentioned i know i touched on that like you said but i can remember uh if anybody wanted to hear Logan Smith sing, you had to come in my bedroom and the door was going to be closed. And that was it. Once I left the bedroom, there was no singing for me. I, I just did it in my bedroom. It was, uh, I don't know. I guess my, my, my hobby, uh, that's all I did. My brothers were out riding their bikes and doing their thing. I'm inside being a Humpty Dumpty kid sitting there singing old Gaither tunes and. Uh But I wouldn't trade none of that for nothing. But I remember starting at a young age being intrigued by these singers and by a sound that large. And I knew from a very young age that that's what I wanted to do. Did I ever think I would get to stand on stage beside my heroes and and be a part of the tour? Absolutely not. But uh that's what's fun when you put your faith and trust in God. He'll take you places you didn't dream you could go. And uh so that was such a eye opening. So I did the first concert at 7. And I did a few local events around home, uh, over those next few years. And then when I was 10 years old, I did my first album and it was called The Journey Begins. And we released that. I remember when, uh, we, we released the album and, uh, the county commissioner of Lincoln County, Georgia got a hold of the album and gave it to Jeff Easter of uh, Jeff and Sherry Easter. And Jeff said that the album laid on the dash of his truck until the cover faded. He never listened to it. And Jeff and Sherry came to Covington, Georgia, my hometown. And I went to see them that night. And Jeff looked at me, goes, I've got your CD. And I think, how in the world do you have my CD? And he said, I'll be honest with you, I had not listened to it, but I haven't. And I appreciated his honesty, you know, right off the bat. And he called me up that night to sing a song with him. And right after that, called Bill. And two weeks later, I did the first Gaither concert in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I honestly never gotten further than maybe a hundred mile radius from my home so this is just this hometown boy from covington georgia that went straight to myrtle beach south carolina to play gaither fest and uh I, i don't even think i was old enough to comprehend what was happening or i was just too excited to where nerves were not a thing i wasn't nervous to do it i just got up there and did it you know i knew uh i knew what i could do and I knew what God had blessed me with. And I just got up there and tried to do it to the best of my ability. And, and thank God it worked.
0: <laughs> so after that brief time when nobody could hear you outside your bedroom, then when you got up with the Gaithers, you weren't nervous. That's a great story.
1: It is. Um, and, you know, I've never thought about it in that perspective. I did. I literally went from no more than two people in my bedroom hearing me to that first concert was, what, ten, twelve thousand. 12,000 And, uh, I didn't care. I just got up there as if, and I think probably in my head, you, I had to treat it like pretend like you're in your bedroom having fun. You know, it's, you're, you're not here to impress nobody. Uh, God gave, is giving you this platform, go up there and own it. And, uh, and I tried to do that to the best of my ability and, and what a night that was. I'll never forget it.
0: Well, do you remember what prompted you to record the first album?
1: Well, uh, there was a little group, uh, from around my hometown that heard me and he said, you need to make a record. And I, and I mean, I had no intentions of making an album that just, I, I just loved singing. I really didn't have any intentions on making a, a career out of it. That was never, uh, something I had even thought about. So I went and did the album. He took me to, uh, Lamp Music Group uh, in Whitesburg, Georgia. And I went and sang and basically auditioned uh, for for the record label. And they offered me a contract that day. And we signed it and we went back like the next week and started tracking for the album. And uh, I, I will never forget scrounging songs together because I was on this time uh, period of trying to get all the material together. And to look back, I still don't know that I would change it. I was such a happy Goodman fan that my first record was nothing but Goodman tunes and old hymns and, and stuff like that. And uh I look back and think what I've changed any of that. And the older I get, the more I realize that I wouldn't because that totally made me uh who I am. And they were such a big part of my life that that first record was almost like a tribute to who had inspired me to sing. And uh so that was such a cool experience that, I still look back on and it, think it's hard to believe that was 16 years ago, and uh, how much life has been lived. And I feel like a short amount of time, but uh, it's it's been a great journey so far, and I'm so optimistic for what's ahead.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've done a lot in 26 years, but that's what <laughs> that's what God will do for someone who is willing. That's yes, all sir. God is looking for is willing people, and I think oftentimes we we want to know the end from the beginning and God just says, take it one day at a time. I really resonate with the story of Moses. Cause God had a calling on Moses's life and said, you go and I will tell you what to say when it came to going to the children of Israel and yeah. relieving them from Egypt. And Moses was like, no God, I can't. And then God turned around and said, who made you, who made your mouth? Yeah. And that was a big impetus in my testimony, too, um, because I had the same conversation with God where where I was like, God, if you really wanted me to minister for you, then you would have given me a healthy body. But because you put me in a crippled one, I can't serve you. So heal me and I'll serve you. And for about nine years, that was the conversation, even though I was saved and I knew that heaven was waiting for me. The conversation between him and I for the first nine years of that was I'll serve you if you heal me. Wow! Basically said, get off the throne of your life. Let me take over and then I will do what I want to do through you. Um, sure. It brought me to Philippians where it says, for it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And so now I podcast and I preach and I do some singing, uh, but I wouldn't consider myself naturally skilled in that area. I just love it. So you can't stop me anyway.
1: That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I have learned throughout the years of doing this that just because you don't think you're good at it or just because that may not be your strong point, you have no idea who you can touch just by being willing, like you said. And and I love that. All it takes is a willing heart and um, allowing God to use you. And there's no boundaries on what can happen. And uh I, I honestly, if you had not told me about your condition, I would have had no clue because you you don't let it stop you and that's amazing so i commend you for that and i thank you for allowing god to use you that's awesome
0: well i'm excited about the people that god has brought into my life just in the last uh you know few weeks one of the most exciting things about ministry is meeting new people such sure. as yourself and being able to share their stories with others so you are still singing uh you're still doing some touring so tell me about where your tour has you these days,
1: yes, sir? absolutely so uh when i when I left eleventh hour i I basically took about a year off, and uh almost like a reboot i I spent all my time as a kid on the road, and I didn't know what it was like to really be at home and it it was a gift. I feel like it it has inspired me to to write more and to go back out and try to do this bigger and better than ever. And so, uh, I am working on dates and still going out and singing as much as possible. Uh, I've got a lot of dates coming up the end of next month. And, and the biggest thing I do is a Christmas tour. I do a, a large Christmas tour every year and I start the weekend after Thanksgiving and I go up until the week of Christmas Eve and, and it's one of the most fun months of my life. It's so fast. It goes by so fast when you're working that much, but it's so fun to go from city to city. And uh I love Christmas time because I feel like people are just a little bit nicer uh that time of year. People are a little more jolly, a little more happy. And that's a world I want to live in. I want to be where people are happy, where people are. uh You can only stay around people that bring you down for so long and it starts rubbing off on you. And, and I'm not a fan of that. I always try to be positive. Uh But as far as touring, we are booking dates. Anybody can call in and and I go anywhere. There's no boundaries on uh, where we go. We're working on some stuff for overseas uh, later in the year, uh, possibly going back to Norway and a couple other countries that uh, I'm really excited about. But, uh but yeah, so you can check out my website, logansmithministries.com and all of the concert dates are there and you could find out where I'll be coming to. And uh, I would love to see anybody listen to this somewhere along the way.
0: All right, so we're coming to a fun question because I was looking at your Apple Music selections and I noticed that your latest single is We've Only Just Begun, originally recorded by The Carpenters. Um, and it resonated with me because, true story, when I was a senior in high school, I roomed with my brother who was a year younger than me and that was back in the late 90s. And he had a Carpenter's Greatest Hits vinyl and a turntable. And so every night we would fall asleep listening to the Carpenter's Greatest Hits. And I've been a huge Carpenter's fan ever since. So I got to ask you, how did you decide to record We've Only Just Begun? And I I definitely resonate with the old man in a young man's body because I'm not old. but I like old music, so.
1: (laughs) That's a great story. Uh, Well, let me tell you, there's no better voice to fall asleep to than Karen Carpenter. If that doesn't uh, soothe you and put you in a good state of mind to fall asleep, uh, good luck finding something better than that. So uh, I've never thought about her voice in that manner, but that's incredible. But I, to be honest with you, to be an old soul, I had never heard the song until last summer. And, and I wanted to kick myself in the foot that I had not heard that song because after I heard it, I went, what a great song. Uh, someone called and asked what I sing that at their wedding. And I said, I don't know it. So they sent it to me and I listened to it. And, uh, my piano player and that travels with me, Josh Townsend, he, I I said, I'm going to need a track for this song. So he built the entire track, uh, over a computer technology goes over my head, but the whole track was programmed. He did everything from the computer for me to sing at this wedding. And when it was over with, everyone's like, Oh my gosh, you did such a great job on that song. And I'm like, thanks, you know, just, just being kind about it. And I don't know what it made me, that would have been last June. I think it was. So the track has just kind of sat there. It hasn't done anything. And uh, about January, I realized Valentine's Day was coming up and this track was just sitting here. And I thought, what a perfect opportunity to uh, record a song like that. I decided to record the song and released it just digitally, just for fun. And the response was overwhelming. I loved the memories that it brought back for other people. And I loved the stories people were sharing. Well, this was done at my wedding in 1974. This was done. This was played at my high school graduation. And just all the stories that this song brought in was uh, mesmerizing. And so it's been a fun little experience recording something out of the box for Logan Smith. And it makes me want to do more of that stuff. Not necessarily uh love songs, just, you know, anything. It's fun to record stuff and to sing songs that make people remember of a happy time in their life or it resonates with a great memory. And I'm all about uh, preserving those and, Taking people to a good place in their mind So uh, it's been a fun song to record And uh, what a great song It's been around for nearly 50 years So uh, I, I love it And thanks for asking about it
3: We've only just begun To live. We've just begun together day to day.
0: Well, if you happen uh, to have the chance, listen to more Carpenters because there's a lot oh, more listen to a great lot songs. Sense.
1: I love uh, I'm on top of the world looking down at creation and the only explanation I could find that's become one of my favorites top of the world.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, the real story of how the Carpenters decided to record that song uh, is really cool. It was actually Richard Carpenter saw a couple lines of that song on a bank commercial.
1: Okay. Because it
0: was a commercial for the bank back in like the 60s of a couple starting out with their and they I think they were advertising like mortgages or whatever, and so right. they played a couple lines of this song called "We Only We've Only Just Begun," and then Richard Carpenter decided to expand it into a full song, and it became a hit single for them. So
1: very cool, pretty That's amazing awesome. story, for sure. But,
0: but Karen could probably make the phone book a number one. You are
1: absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct.
0: I'm really enjoying this interview. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Um, I have a question on here, which hopefully you can answer. I don't know how it's going to turn out on Zoom, but life is an adventure. So if there was a song that you could share with us today, does one come to mind?
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, that, that's something fun for me. I feel like I'm never lost for words. And, and if I am, all I got to do is blink and my brain will reroute and I can head another direction. But, uh, is there anything you want to hear? And if that makes it any easier, I will be glad to sing whatever. Uh, but I'll be thinking if you don't have anything and I will be glad to spit out anything.
0: <laughs> well, have you ever sung, um, when they ring those golden bells?
1: I cannot say that I have. I've never sang that. That's what I need to uh, work on. And uh, maybe I could do it on a Thursday night Facebook Live. I need to learn that.
0: I need to get on your page so I can see those Facebook Lives. That would be Absolutely. awesome.
1: Absolutely. Every Thursday night, uh, I go live, and it's I sing everybody's requests, whatever they comment. I And if I don't know them, I, I go and I try to learn them and, and get through as many of them as I can every week. And it's fun. It's a challenge for me. And uh, I love a good challenge. So it's been fun to sing some of these songs and some I've never heard. And I have to genuinely learn them. But uh, but it's fun to, to do that and sing all these great songs that people request. But uh, one that I have loved recently that uh, I did last Thursday night on my Facebook Live was uh, the love of God. And I have absolutely fallen in love with uh, that second verse. And uh, if nothing else, I may talk the second verse and, and sing the chorus, just so you can uh, you can comprehend these lyrics. But the second verse, I'm trying to remember it without looking at a cheat sheet. But I know the second verse goes, Could we with ink the ocean fill... And were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. And then the chorus goes on to say, uh, Oh, love of God, how
3: rich and pure. How measureless and strong it shall forevermore endure
1: the saints and angel song. And, uh, I have fallen in love with that song all over again. I've heard it all my life, but, uh, to grow up and realize how unconditional God's love is and to have it, have that experience in your life. It's been uh rewarding, and so I love that song, and that's just a little bit of something that comes to mind awesome, yes well, sir
0: uh, um my next question is, how can we pray for you as you are planning for the future?
1: Absolutely, hey, I think anybody that is uh above prayer, they need to check their self, you know, I just pray for. For God's will to, to be done and to whatever door I'm supposed to walk through, let it be clear. Uh, sometimes we wonder, sometimes there's multiple opportunities that come our way and it's hard, uh, to choose sometimes. I'm always, I try to stay, keep, keep my faith strong and, and pray every day that God will lead me and guide me and hope for the best that I walk through the right door. I want to be secure that I know, uh, which direction God is leading me. And sometimes that's hard to tell. And, uh, I feel like I've been in situations before to where he's almost, he'll give you multiple options, uh, of which path to go down. And either one will, will necessarily work, but there's one that is absolutely perfect for your life. And, uh, it's hard to know that sometimes. So my thing is just pray that I choose to make the right decisions and that God will keep my mind clear and my eyes clear to uh, walk through those doors that are right for me and do everything I can to bring glory to his name.
0: Well, the Proverbs say that man plans and the Lord directs his steps. So I think that can be encouraging to us that even when we don't know the exact answer, we're not smart enough to ultimately foil God's plans.
1: Absolutely.
0: Sometimes we think we are, but we really aren't.
1: Sure. Absolutely.
0: If you read through the scriptures, you see story after story, where Satan tries through different people to foil God's plans and it never works. So that's an encouragement to me.
1: Yes, sir. You better believe it.
0: Do you have a favorite Bible verse that is kind of a theme for your life or maybe just a favorite one that's been going through your mind lately?
1: I do. I've always, anytime that I'm, I'm questioning which direction to go or anytime I'm struggling with, with, with doubt or, or anything like that. I always go back to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and and uh, for, I know the plans I have for you. And we have to believe that we have to trust in that. And we have to surrender to his will. And once we do that, I guarantee you, it's going to be a lot easier to figure out life and, and to just manage life can be tough. Life can be hard. And we all go through stuff that uh can, I mean, they're roadblocks, they're, they're stumble blocks. But if you keep your eyes on him, and know that you have to trust and believe that he has what's best for you right in the palm of his hand. And uh so that's where I try to keep my focus is just knowing that no matter what kind of day I'm having, he's got it planned out. And if sometimes if we'll just be quiet and listen to him, he'll tell us which way to go. And uh so I always try to remember that anytime I'm doubting, he knows, he knows the plans. And uh so we have to trust that.
0: Well, I really hope that people will uh look up your ministry. I will have your webpage posted on my blog for this episode so that anyone can connect with you and reach out. I'm really excited to have connected with you, and I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. You are more than welcome. Uh, I'm excited to keep in touch and see what God does through both of our ministries.
1: Yes, sir. You better believe it.
0: And there you have my interview with Logan Smith. Thank you so much, Logan, for taking the time to sit down with me and share your story. I'm excited to hear about who it might encourage. So if you are encouraged by this episode, please feel free to drop me a line with the contact information, which will run at the end of the show. That's about all I have time for this week. Uh, but I hope that you have a wonderful week and that you keep serving the best of masters.
3: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four,